What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smartcat Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me on this edition, I've got the usual suspects here, Callum Wiggins. Callum here. Good. <laughs> that was that. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I've got the British accent, I thought I might as well do. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert DeFelice. I'm excited for this show now. Oh yeah, if you could tell by that, what we were doing here is we're bringing back an oldie. We haven't had a chance to do this in a long while. And um, we actually should have, if we would have gone with more of like a timely thing, could have done this like two months ago, but we didn't get a chance to do it then either. We're going to be doing Superstar Scores. This is an old segment that we've done not in like two years or so. I think, yeah, the last one that we did was Goldberg. So uh, I need to refresh everybody how the hell this works. And there's no changes from the way that it used to be, but a lot of people might be new to this, uh, the whole setup and everything like that. So essentially this is what it was um, and what it still is. You have a zero to 100 scale that you're ranking a particular wrestler, or if you know, if we wanted to do like managers or something like that, it would be a little bit different. (laughs) Uh, You've got, 100 is the best, 0 is the worst. And to break that down into an easier bite-sized type of thing, we have 10 categories that are broken down into 5 umbrella categories. Those sections are ring skills, mic skills, appearance, behavior, and crowd reaction. The uh, two categories in between them, I'll break them down when we get to them, but those individual ones are broken down into a 0 to 10 because eventually you should have the option of being able to get a 0 score or a 10 and everything, and then that leads you to your 0 to 100. It sounds a little bit more difficult than it is. It's actually pretty easy to follow. And when we've gone through this whole time frame where we haven't done this in a while and everything, I've looked back on old scores, and we really need to redo them because now that we've done... This will be the 22nd edition of this. There's a different amount of context. So keep in mind when you look back on older ones that the current score, for instance, that I have for Ultimate Warrior, who was our sixth person, is a 74. It's only four points underneath Triple H. That'll change. (laughs) Now that we know at least a little bit of like, well, if we gave this person this kind of a uh, score, we're going to try to apply that to Paige a little bit here. And maybe we'll even go back in the future and adjust the page scores. But uh, I am keeping my ratings a little bit flexible right now. And Callum and Robert are going to have a chance to kind of sway me a little bit back and forth. And the same for them, too, if, you know, we have some differing opinions. But we're looking at Paige's career in its entirety. The work she did in NXT, the main roster stuff, behind the scenes, everything including now even, because if she does something now, it'll influence some of those things. Obviously, something like athleticism is not going to be a factor anymore because she is done with her in-ring career, but we're going to look at all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the other stuff (laughs) that I don't want to necessarily get into yet because we're going to talk about it for sure. And that's all going to become a reason for our ratings. There you go. That's how it works. So we're going to start things off with ring skills, and the two sections that are underneath there are athleticism, as I just said a second ago, and psychology. Athleticism is the person's actual in-ring work. Do they have a good finisher? Can they move in the ring well? Are they botching a lot? What are their movesets like? That kind of a thing. You know, the physical nature of it. And psychology, on the other hand, is their storytelling capacity. Are they the type of person that they lock in headlocks for a long time and bore the shit out of the crowd? Or do they sell their injuries and tell a story well enough that the crowd is super interested in damn near all of their matches? My gut reaction for this was to give Paige a 7 for athleticism and a 6 for psychology. And I actually want to set the tone for something on here uh, that might influence some of the opinions I'm trying to judge Paige based off of the way that I would have ranked the men too. Wherein, in my mind, psychology, for instance, for somebody who had a really high score for psychology is the benchmark for this, Shawn Michaels. He understands that when he's selling the match, he needs to do X, Y, Z to get the crowd invested. 
you can't judge it necessarily as well, Paige was really good in psychology versus the t- the typical diva at the time. Cuz then you're you're inflating things, I think. And if Shawn Michaels is a 10 on psychology in my book, Paige can't be some 9 or something like that cuz she I don't remember any of her matches really being a good story. Part of that problem is on WWE's fault. And that's going to be for some of these things here. They didn't give them a chance to really wrestle all that much. So this is where I'm kind of struggling a little bit. Paige as an athletic diva? Yeah, she was a lot more athletic than some of them. Compared to the people now, though, and compared to the men? I don't think she was really all that super impressive. Same with psychology. What are you guys thinking? Um, My initial instinct for athleticism was to give her a 7. I think that she has two very good finishing moves. She has the page tap out, which is one of the most unique submission holds I've ever seen, male or female wrestler. And the, uh, what was, what was the other one? The, um, the Rampage. Rampage, uh, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I, I got confused between the, the Rampage and the Page Turner, which was her original finisher, but I didn't really like that move that much. But the Rampage looked very impactful. It looked like a move that you could legitimately see beating anybody. Um, so I think while she doesn't match up to say a Sasha Banks or a Charlotte, I think in terms of her in-ring ability, I think for the time she definitely stood out, but as time went on, she started to become a little bit more lost in that regard. She just a little bit more like, okay, she's good, but she's not great. Psychology though, I lean towards, towards more of an eight for Paige. Which might be a little bit high, so I'm willing to be swayed to go a bit down. But I, my, my main situation for that is her matches with Emma in NXT, I thought, showed a lot of good psychology early on. I think she was very good with in a feud with AJ Lee. I think even though those matches didn't get the sort of fanfare that they were expecting, and they didn't really live up to the hype that a lot of people were predicting, I think the story that they told in their series of matches, especially the early ones where... Paige just won the title from her and AJ won it back afterwards. I think Paige showed a lot of character and development, not just outside of the ring, but in the ring as well. I think going on to it with future matches with the likes of Charlotte and stuff like that, I think she, she understood how to present herself in the ring and what was going on, how to try and get the best reaction possible more than I think, a lot of the women nowadays do. All right. Piggybacking immediately off of what Tony was saying about a lot of this being WWE's fault. I do think that that's going to really sway my answers, but I have her at a seven for athleticism and a six for psychology. Seven for athleticism because she had a great move set. She was one of the only really athletic and wrestling based women while she was a competitor, but psychology-wise, I never saw outside of the one Emma match, the stuff with AJ, and then the stuff with Charlotte almost two years later, I never saw a lot of psychology into her feuds. But, you know, a lot of that's because even though she was presented as the change in the division, she didn't really deliver because they weren't ready for it yet. So that's just where I stand, you know? Seven athleticism, six psychology. Yeah, she's almost somebody who would have been better if she would have waited five years. Yeah. Like, if she were coming in two years ago and a pretty brand new, fresh prospect at that point instead, I think she'd be a lot better off. And maybe some other aspects of her life and stuff would be better like that regard too. But I mean, if we're looking for a consensus here, I had had seven for athleticism. What did you guys have? I had seven. So we're all at seven. So we probably, I mean, there's probably not an argument to really go around and do anything other than a seven. So I guess seven's in agreement. Um, I had had six for psychology. So did Rob and uh, Callum, you had eight. Yeah. And I'm, I, even though I said that I might be swayed, I 
thinking back over it now, I don't think I'm going to be swayed from the eight. I think she just, I know there was a lot of feuds that were a disappointment and stuff like that. And she didn't really have as much time, obviously due to her early retirement to develop and get better and fit into the system. But I think when I look at her and I look at someone like, just pick some randomly up. Yeah. Like a, Sasha. I don't, yeah, maybe Sasha and stuff. Like that. Sasha's a lot better at it, but maybe someone like a a Bailey almost, or uh, a, a Naomi. I don't think they really think about what they're doing when they're doing it. I think well, they just kind of go along with it and react almost. Whereas I think Paige has always been very deliberate in what she does, and she knows when to, like when she's a heel, she knows when to mock the crowd. When she's a baby face, she knows when to make the good comeback and stuff like that. I think she thinks a lot more. She always fought a lot more when she was in the ring. Well, the reason I gave her a six is because Tony said we were comparing this to almost as if we were doing it for the men. I would save an eight for somebody like a Jericho or a, even maybe a Triple H. Well, I'd hit them more towards like the nine or tens, really. That's why I, I, I judge pages one with the men stuff as well. I think a lot of men, especially in WWE nowadays, but even going back to the past, they just do things and they don't really think about why they do things. I always got the impression with Paige that she knew what she was doing and she always thought about what she was doing, which mm-hmm. is why I put her up there. I put her higher up there. I understand you guys doing the six if that wasn't apparent to you, but when I was when I was watching, that was the impression that I got. Fair enough. I think I'm going to stay with my six, but I might go back to that. Um, kind of depending on what the future other things we go back and maybe if the score looks a little bit high to me i might kind of adjust that or maybe it's a little bit low and maybe i'll add another point or something like that i know i'm not going to go up to an eight but i might go up to a seven actually based on what Callum is saying i actually want to go back and watch some of her old matches and maybe watch them a little closer you know Hmm. um the second grouping of categories that we have is kind of the flip side of things with that with the mic skills charisma and character Charisma is more so on the lines of their just flat out speaking ability. You know, are they somebody like The Rock who would be a 10 where they've got the ability to just turn any promo into something that's fun to actually listen to? Or are they the type that stutters and repeats things and they can only really be trusted with like two lines of dialogue, that kind of a thing? Correct. Uh, character is more along the lines of their gimmick, their storytelling capacity as far as the mic skills go. You know, you can do a lot of work on the in-ring thing for the match itself, but if people don't know what your character is, then it's a little bit harder to do. This is where I had a little bit of a trouble uh, distinguishing between Paige, because to me, she has no character. She has been a heel and a babyface, but who is she? She's just part of that group of people where it's like, she's just Paige. Like, she doesn't have... Bray Wyatt's got a character. And when you've got, like, Triple H as, like, the authority figure, he's got a character. Paige is just kind of like, I am a woman wrestler who looks this sort of way. You know, she was a wrestler. She comes in as a wrestler. The end. Charisma. I mean, I'm in the same kind of boat as I said before. She was better than a lot of the women that were around at that time. But if I'm comparing to to the men... She doesn't rank up that high. Roddy Piper or somebody, you know, like a a nine ten type to me. I can't give Paige like an eight because she just this is my house. And it was just like I don't care to listen to her. So I gave her a six for charisma because she was better than some of the women, but I can't go into some eight nine ten range for her because I don't remember a single promo of hers that I ever really liked. And character, I'm blank right now. I don't really know what to give her, so it's going to depend on you guys. You're going to sway me. I was thinking probably of giving her a five, but we'll see. What do you guys got? Okay, so for Charisma, I that one's batted around my head a few times because the one thing I've always admired about Paige, beyond just being like a very good wrestler and stuff like that, is confidence. She has so much confidence in herself. Whether she was given such, and she was given awful material so often, as were basically every women's wrestler of the past five years or so. 
they've been given awful material to work with and some of them do better with it than others i mean alexa bliss is a great example of someone who turns absolute trash into gold but page i think even if what she was saying wasn't always that impressive the way she was saying it was always good in my opinion i know some people have issues with her accent and obviously it's not for everybody but i do appreciate the she got the this is my house catchphrase over whether people like it or hate it it did get over so it's worth that much and she always said something with a lot of confidence but i have to knock her down in the sense that i agree with you tony i do not remember a single memorable promo that she cut other than the reed flair is dead incident which <laughs> we, we obviously don't want to get too remembered for to be honest i don't even remember that that's the one that I was going to base this entire section off of because it's the yeah. one promo I remember. Yeah. I, and for that, I'm going to give her charisma. I'm going to give her a seven because I do think that she was confident, as Callum was saying. And, you know, also piggybacking off of what Callum said, she got the this is my house catchphrase over. When she retired, they immediately chanted at her, this is your house, you know, and. I think you have to give her props for being able to work with such bad material at the time. Yeah, and I think the stuff that she she's doing as GM will only either has only the potential to enhance this. I think I don't think she's going to get any worse than she currently is. So I've also given her a seven for charisma. Character. Can, oh, go, sorry, ahead, go, go ahead. No, you you go ahead because we're still talking about charisma. I, I was gonna, you know, just say the Reed Flair promo might have been in poor taste for the flair family but you know i actually thought that it enhanced it made me feel like oh i can't wait to see charlotte kick her ass i thought she did her job as a heel there you know i really don't remember it unless they they blocked that out it's just kind of like well i think they've tried to block it out as well so that's probably partially down to them as well um character wise I was I was stuck on this one and uh, listened to what Tony had to say and that made me think a lot more about it because my initial thought was for, was with Paige like oh clearly clearly she has a lot of character because like she's more standout she has a, a an edgier look she has a bit more about herself than the other women but then I was thinking like hang on she doesn't actually have I I don't know how to place her character and. Again, that's an, that's not entirely her fault. That's an issue with loads of women and men wrestlers nowadays in the fact that they don't have a defined character. They're just who they are. And, like, Paige was Paige, and it was clearly a different person to a lot of the other women, but I, I don't know what word I would use to describe her character other, other than alternative, but... The more that I saw on her and like things with Total Divas when I was watching that shit or whatever, it's like she doesn't come across as alternative. She just comes across as another person. Yeah, like they could have turned into the skid and they could have made her. They called her the anti diva, yeah. but did she really feud with anybody over the fact that she didn't look like them and dress like them and act like them? And she and also didn't have the same type of look as like a Ruby Riot or an Aya Jax. Yeah. And then also when you see something like the Total Divas like that, you actually feel like, wow, she's not an anti-diva. She's a diva. Yeah. She's more she's a diva. A diva. Yeah, she's a diva in everything but like the fact that she was called it and that she tried to... Essentially, I get the impression, and I don't want to give discredit her too much, but she got big in NXT because she decided to dress differently than the other women as opposed to actually be like the other women. I don't even think it necessarily was that she dressed differently. I think she was just born pale and brunette. And it was just like there's a lot of tan blondes, and yeah. you're a pale brunette. I think that that was like because if you look at the sexiest superstars tournament, Paige got a lot of the same positive votes around the same times as some of that like emo kind of crowd. Paige and uh, Seth Rollins and like that kind of a thing and stuff. So I think that it was a lot of people that liked her character, quote unquote. Because she looked more like what they prefer from like a hot topic type of thing. Not that she actually had character. You yeah. know, if you look I at think- the best characters in WWE that are like 
I don't know, this isn't necessarily the best character, but like Jericho is a great uh, person to bring up when it comes to character because he's had so many variations. He's had the type of thing where he's been like the suited up businessman heel. And he's had the rock and roller, uh, energetic baby face. And he's had the stupid idiot list thing and stuff. Like he's got character, even if he's just Chris Jericho. Paige, if you try to explain to me, like, what are her character traits? Well, she looks a certain way. Then you go, well, that's not necessarily her character, but okay. She says that the ring is her house. Okay, well, Roman Reigns says it's his yard. Undertaker says it's his yard. Somebody else says, this is my ring. This is my show, the Kevin Owens show. All right, so that's just typical wrestle talk. And then I'm struggling to figure out anything else, you know? Yeah, I think the one... The reason why I'm going with a six rather than a five for my score is that I think there was a lot of potential with Paige being essentially the wily veteran over Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville when Absolution came about. And I think that was something that obviously didn't get to explore the full potential of it because during that time Paige got injured. But I think there were glimpses within that faction that Paige could be like, Okay, she's the guiding light for these people. She's going to use them to essentially push herself as a top person, but she's also going to be the one giving them advice, giving them guidance, pushing them to become better because she knows and she's been there. She's been wrestling for nearly over over a decade at that point, so she knows what to do. But so I'm decided to go with a six because I think she showed a little bit more character than just like the bare average. Paige, character-wise, for me, got the short end of the stick because I think in NXT they did a lot of, you know, promos where they presented her in a brooding light and she was the anti-diva at the time in 2012. But as soon as she was brought up to the main roster, as would become the pattern, she was just there. Mm-hmm. And she was presented as an alternative for being on the alternative brand. And right at the end of the Divas run, she was, you know, trying to get people to rally against the Bellas. And they could have went somewhere with that as far as the anti-Diva thing is concerned with her and AJ being a team. But when they decided to go all out with the divas revolution and bringing in Charlotte, Becky and Sasha, those three became the focal point and page was put to the back of the line, even wrestling in the throwaway total divas tag at that WrestleMania when the girls, you know, rechristened the women's championship. I do think that page would have been higher up had she come at a later time, but because they really threw away any semblance of character she had, she didn't get a lot of a chance to. I'm going to give her a five. Yeah, I'm going with my five too. Just to piggyback off what Rob said, I think it's difficult to have an anti-Diva character when at, at a certain point the company decides to move away from Divas entirely. You yeah. start to be cut, you just You just fade into the background because if your character is, okay, I'm not like every other woman here, but then the company decides, well, we don't want everyone to be like every woman here is now. We want them to be more like you. Then you have to develop a new character. And I don't think she ever did until she came back for the short run. Yeah, and I, th- I think that she, even though people were tired of the promos, I think it was a great angle for her to say, well, what the hell? I started this revolution. What about me? And... I think she would have continued that with Absolution, but she didn't get a full chance to. And not to mention, they brought up the Riot Squad at the same time. So again, she's fighting for ground when she should have been an innovator. And it just she just got a really bad deal with her WWE career. And I'll even go so much as to say, when she stopped her in-ring career and she was still with Absolution, what was her character? She was just the mouthpiece for two people that were heels hold on so yeah i can't go more than a five appearance though i'm gonna be a little bit more relaxed when it comes to appearance because that includes physique and entrance and physique is 
kind of incorporating more than just flat out physique, but we typically do the men and the men are held to a different standard than the women. So that's something that you have to keep in, in mind with the men. You can give a 10 to a physique to somebody who is incredibly muscular and they look like they can beat somebody up, but you shouldn't necessarily go under the same kind of uh, qualifiers when it comes to the women. They don't look at the women in WWE as, well, they need to be jacked or, you know, on the you bump into them on the side of the road, you think that they can kick your ass. That's not how WWE superstars are when it comes to the women. It's more so, are they in shape? Do they look like whatever the part is that they're trying to pull off? Like, they turn Nia Jax into the body positive thing because of her weight. But if she were to lose a bunch of weight, they probably would go with, isn't she so sexy and stuff like that. And you can't rule out the idea that at least for the men too, but a lot when it comes to the women, since we are guys, it's going to take into account, do we find them attractive and stuff? So it's a little bit like, uh, you know, you can kind of bounce around a little bit when it comes to that. Uh, Entrance, though, is a little bit easier to do because that is their music, their pyro, whatever they do during the entrance, you know, their little actions and stuff like that. And that's a little bit more standardized instead of just being like, all right, well, I'm more into brunettes than blondes, so I'm going to give her an extra point or something like that. Um, To start with an entrance, though, I like her theme. And I don't mind the little hop to the ring that she always used to do, but it's not anything super special. You know, she had no pyro, so she loses points for a lack of pyro. They didn't really have, like, lighting effects for her that stood out to me. So I'm thinking a six, maybe a seven at most. Uh, Yeah, for entrance for me, I'm also going with a six. Like you say, I'm a big fan of her theme music. I think it's... It was very impactful and just set. it's we're in a era even nowadays where women's wrestlers and even men's wrestlers have to suffer with either for men it's generic rock music for women it's generic stripper music <laughs> pages pages entrance was different and it did feel like okay this and the scream at the start i always love entrance music with a good uh sting at the start of it to make it no okay this is the person coming in before the actual music kicks in uh, yeah, but, I think almost uh, all uh, entrance themes should have something like that. Yeah, but in terms of her actual actions, yeah, the the hopping towards the ring was fine, but like like AJ Lee did that as well. And other than that, she doesn't really do anything besides the, like the scream at the start of it. It's just a little bit. It's it's fine. It's different, but it's not very memorable. So yeah, I think a six fits her for that. I'm also gonna give her a six for the entrance. I love the theme song. However, she stole the little skip to the ring from AJ when they were feuding, and it was just sort of forgotten about because they erased AJ from history. And the scream to me, especially well into her main roster run, reminded me of when they were still trying to make Edge a brooding soul who screamed, even though it was just like, he's Edge, he's just a Canadian dude who wrestles. (laughs) And that's the feeling I always got from Paige doing the screen. Like she didn't seem, you know, brooding or tortured or psychotic. It just seemed like I'm the goth girl. I'm going to scream. Ah, you know, and that's never going to stop me. You're not my real dad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Side note. I love that theme song for Edge, but um, yeah, six for entrance appearance wise gotta go back to what i was saying about the character had they been able to play up the anti-diva character a little more i might even go as high as an eight for what they were going for but because they really dropped any sort of character with her i'm gonna give her a seven because you know Paige is pretty good looking like she this might be the first time that i'm gonna go higher i i gave her an eight because to me, she's no 9 or 10. Like, uh, under no circumstances am I going to put her that high. But even though she was never my favorite as far as, like, well, you know, if I'm going to do a top five women on the roster that I think look the best or something like that, she wouldn't be on there. But 
she's exactly what they were kind of looking for for the most part. She's got a thin body. She's cute, or she used to be. You know, like, they they could put her on a poster and people will go, ooh, who's that? Yeah, I tend to agree with that, really. I'm also going to go with an eight. I think she's more good-looking than... I don't say like a lot of people go with her. A lot of people see her as a very good-looking woman. And, um, yeah, the she has a different style about her and Edge, whether it's, like, gets into the... Um, idea of whether it fits into her character or not she did stand out from the crowd the pale look i mean people give or take in terms of like pale is that a good thing or a bad thing it's worked for seamus it works for page <laughs> it um it, it does help you stand out a little bit it does make you just you're not the tanned usual looking person that you'd see in wwe so she's in good shape she always carries up her ring attire was always very good as well. I know that more fits into the entrance side of thing, but just like actually in the ring and stuff, it works the fishnet things and all the other stuff. Yeah, she wasn't and, wearing clothes that weren't flattering to her. She knew what she had to offer and she yeah. flaunted it. And she wasn't like some comically over the top fake boob type of person where you're just kind of like, all right, come on, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so, I think, you know, I think, I think it's like fair to say, like, I I think it, you could bounce around a seven or an eight range. She's definitely no higher than that in terms of just being like, I mean, you could walk past her in the street probably. And you wouldn't, and if you didn't know that she was in WWE, you'd probably say, Oh, that's a good looking girl, but you probably wouldn't like take a second glance essentially. Yeah. She's not like some like, wow, that's a supermodel. Holy shit type of person. Or, yeah. and she also doesn't carry herself in the way that somebody like the Bella twins do where they, at the very least, they believe that they're, like, hot shit. So yeah. that works a little bit into physique because, you know, the way that you carry yourself does have an influence on there. You know, everybody always says if you stand up straight, people tend to think that you're more attractive than if you hunched over. Yeah. And Paige, she blended in a little bit like that, which that goes against her, but it also kind of goes for her if you are more into that. And that's where I mean with like, it bleeds around when it comes to your personal preference of your attractiveness versus the physique. And I tried to stay a little bit more on if you're trying to build in like a create a character mode, she has a body that I would think that they would be like, Oh, that's good for the women, you know? Yeah. And she, yeah, just to go along the other sides. That's like she's not overly overtly muscular as well, which it could like depending on what you expect to be. That could push a higher, push a lower. But she's just like she's definitely toned, but she's not like over the top essentially. Yeah. All right, you guys have swayed me. I'll I'll go up to an eight because I do oh. think you know Paige is you know good looking. I was just trying to play into the whole character thing, but if we don't have to necessarily take that into account, I'll give her an eight. It all well, depends on your objective, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could work the character into it a little bit, because character does have an influence on physique. You know, you've got, like, Mark Henry, if he were thinner, I wouldn't buy him as the world's strongest man as much, you know? No. Yeah. So also, that's why, like, a Big Show, Big Show gets more points for physique by being the world's largest athlete than he would if you were putting him out there and his gimmick was just, like, I don't know, some guy kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't want to go too far down the sexist pig route, but she is the stuff that she's wearing is SmackDown GM. Like she is, if she wasn't showing off her stuff beforehand, she is. Yeah, she is she, now. She sure is now. I noticed that on <laughs> last night. I, I think that's why Shane McMahon's not around anymore because he's just like he can't stand around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So this is where we get into some negatives the behavior section. This is split up as backstage professionalism and public relations. And this is the part that more than anything that people have needed clarification for in the past. Backstage professionalism deals with the job itself when it comes to doing the job. Are they creating problems behind the scenes by getting the arguments with people? You know, like for instance, Simon Gotch fighting with Sin Cara or The Undertaker being a locker room leader. 
That is the difference when it comes to that. When it comes to politics, are they the type of person that refuses to lose or are they the type of person that is okay with putting people over? Do they help people? Somebody like Natty, for instance, she seems to be great with backstage professionalism. A lot of people love her, but then you get somebody that kind of gets into like the cattiness and stuff like that. Well, catty. Natty, I didn't even plan on doing that one, but uh, that works against them. And for the public relations side of things, this is where there's a divide for me when it comes to Paige. Um, that is the outside material, suspensions, charity work. Are they able to go on talk shows and promote the company or do they get arrested do they project a bad image for the company or are they somebody that is like a John Cena? John Cena is like 10 out of 10 on public relations. That dude is like, I'm going to do a Make-A-Wish thing and then I'm going to promote a movie and then I'm going to do, you know, like he's just churning stuff out left and right. Here's my issue. Paige, for what I can remember, probably doesn't have a bad score on backstage professionalism for me but she yeah. is tanked on public relations. I gave her a two on PR because she has had, sus I mean, in the small time frame too, suspensions, fights, all the shit with Del Rio, leaked sex photos where she has come all over an NXT Women's Championship title belt. Like, she isn't a zero. And that's only because she didn't, like, kill somebody or something like that. But she really tried to get bad on that. She's got a tattoo that says something that she can't show on the program that she's employed with. Because why? Because she wants to give off the image that she's fucking edgy and stuff? If you're going a zero is, like, a Chris Benoit at this point, she can't be a zero. But I can't even give her a five because she is so into the negatives and stuff. So I'm giving her a two. I might be persuaded to give her a three, but I can't imagine going higher than that. What are you giving her on professionalism? I don't know. Right now, I'm leaning more towards a five or a six because I don't remember any arguments that she's had with people unless it's like a total divas thing, which that's bullshit, you know? Oh, I'm so mad at Alicia. She's not my best friend anymore. And it's like, well, that's drama for the show. I don't know if I buy it. But I don't remember any kind of like, you know, rumors or anything going around that like she had actual heat with anybody. Do you guys? No, I was going to give her as high as an eight on professionalism. I think she's always helping the younger girls. And I don't ever remember hearing, oh, well, Paige doesn't want to do a job or Paige you know, anything political with Paige. As far as PR, I'm not as hard on that because Paige, everything that came out with Paige, I think she's since spun into a positive. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm not that hard on her because everything that came out, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, this, this is a hard one to, damn it. <laughs> it, it's that easy to phrase what we have to say. You're really cocking. You're really cocking this up, Rob. Sorry. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, okay. So the only thing I would really knock down is the come on the title and <laughs> that, that being released to the internet because it's it's it is a title. You should hold it with some kind of pride, and you know, you did that. But the Is other it stuff, it's like, yeah, so some dude hacked into her iCloud and released videos of her having sex. But that can happen to anyone, you know? Yeah, I don't fault her for having the leaked photos and, like, taking photos even. You know, she could fuck Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods all she wants. It's like, that's her own thing. That's not really against her. But it does hurt her image, which is a sad thing. And if that was the only thing, I would be a lot more lenient on her. But when I was writing this up 21 editions ago, and I have the the breakdown on the website says, 
Does this wrestler project a bad image onto the company with arrests and such, or are they somebody who promotes the company well, does charities, talk shows, etc.? I did not imagine back when I was doing Superstar Score Shawn Michaels that I'd ever have to have a discussion about somebody has jizz all over their title. And that to me is just kind of like, all right, well, that's pretty bad. But the Del Rio stuff, that's what really kills her in this for me. With the jizz in the title thing, that's only because Shawn Michaels didn't have an iCloud at the time. So Same thing with oh, I'm sure, Claire. I'm sure that's the case. And there's probably even worse. <laughs> um, but with with the Del Rio stuff, again, a lot of people get into really shitty, really manipulative and abusive relationships. The reason I'm thinking more on the positive side with Paige is because she took all those experiences and has kind of started to use them to turn herself around. You know, she's got this clothing line that's really all about, you know, positivity and, you know, respecting yourself. And I think she's trying to learn from the experiences that she's had. So I'm going to give her a five. And the majority of that just being you jizzed on a title, and that's not cool. But Oh, she didn't jizz on it. <laughs> well, we, we don't know if some of hers is on there as yeah, well. That's true. <laughs> Good point. I don't know. I didn't watch the video. Callum, uh, we, we got a, a two and a five here. Are you somewhere leaning more positive or negative on the PR? It's quite interesting to just hear the conversation because it's very two very... Two very valid arguments and like just two different scores. So it's it it seems like the easy thing to do, which I'm probably am going to do, of just sticking myself in the middle almost and going with a four. Because it's not so much again, it's anyone can have their photos leaked and stuff like that, and they shouldn't be held against them that some some dickhead decides that he's going to release all of that stuff out into the world. It's not her fault. Obviously there's an understanding that she is famous in her own field and with that should come some element of responsibility with recording and keeping certain stuff i and they shouldn't be held against people like that because at the end of the day they should be treated like normal people but that's the way the world is and people have to operate in that sense the jizz on the title yeah that's a bad thing but at the end of the day it's, it's a prop it's about i'm not going to get too upset about Someone coming over it. <laughs> um, my my bigger issues with pages. Well, the dogs are upset about that stuff. But uh, this is my, my, house. <laughs> my my main issue with page stuff is the not so much the not so much the relationship with Del Rio. It's the injury stuff. It's the suspensions, suspended twice for different drug offences. It's the uh, the going to impact shows and other indie promotions when she's still under contract with WWE. This, I mean, the relationship with Del Rio, it's, it's a two-person thing, and from everything that we've been able to gather from it, it's mainly on Del Rio's side of being a dick, not her, but she's still in that circle. She's still allowed that stuff, allowed bits and pieces of that stuff to happen, and she's right. not entirely blameless. So I think, in a sense, like the tattoo stuff, she always seems to be someone who's I don't I, I don't know her, so I can't like go with her personality, but from everything I've kind of seen and gathered, she's like someone who doesn't know she's gone too far until she's gone too far. And she's willing to push every button to find out how far she can go. And then doesn't learn from it necessarily. I think now she's because like she's always been able to do interviews and stuff like that, and now she's in a general manager manager position because that's mainly due to her popularity, but it's also WWE clearly has confidence that she can clean up her act essentially and she can't she's learning from her mistakes and they can put her in a position like that to be like okay you're the face of smackdown now or you're one of the faces of smackdown as their authority figure but then in terms of the backstage stuff i i probably would go towards a seven i think i think she's well respected i think she's considered like one of the forebearers of the women's revolution in terms of NXT, she has a very strong like friendship group with yeah her mingling with the likes of Summer Rae and Emma and Alicia Fox. She 
it's not it's not like she was in a clique or anything like that as far as i'm aware she got on with basically everybody not many women's wrestlers or male wrestlers in the area have anything negative to say about her in terms of like her actual work ethic or her character and stuff like that but then again i don't hear like major glowing stories of oh yeah she was the leader of the locker room or anything like that so i don't want to go too far but i think a seven is a good place for it so seven for backstage and four for pr i was thinking about leaning up towards an a three on pr but i'm i think i'm now i'm looking at my list and the way that i ranked some other people i mean i'm still gonna stick to a two on that but I'm going to give her a seven on backstage. I think that that's pretty fair. So that somewhat balances out. She essentially gets like a five. It's like, you fucked up. You didn't fuck everything. Mostly Brad Maddox. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's sort of fair for her, but you know, I could always readjust it later. I, I just want to go along the same reference. Would you, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I don't want to obviously go off too much tangent, but, would you knock Xavier Woods' score down for this as well if we were to do a, a superstar scores on him as well? A tiny bit, because to me, he's part of that, but he's nowhere near as big of a part, and he also hasn't dealt with like the suspensions and all that other kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, I wouldn't say it'd be too much, but I just would put it out there that it would have to be. I don't want to just like pen it all on page essentially though i know she was the one that was exposed the most by it but that's because she's a woman and most of the people that we looking at stuff would be looking at stuff to jack off to he might so. get knocked down from like i i would rank him pretty high from a pr standpoint yeah because you know he's got a phd and he he does do a lot of outside work with like the up up down down stuff so he is a marketable figure so yeah, i'd probably I'd... knock him down from like a nine to a seven because you know he had a little bit of a scandal, but it wasn't as much of a focal point as it unfortunately is for Paige. Yeah, and he since he it's this weird scenario, and this is it's not fair to Paige for this, but when this came out with all the leaks and stuff like that, Paige was the focal point, and people still refer to Paige in that kind of context. Where Xavier Woods, a lot of people are just kind of like, oh yeah, that was that he was part of that. And they brushed past it really fast. Unfortunately, mm. because that's the case, he didn't have that stigma going on. And that means that it doesn't affect him as much. So no. it's privilege for being a male in that kind of a scenario. And more Yet, so, Paige, this was in the thick of Del Rio, and she's not even on TV to kind of deflect any of this. Right. Woods was on TV. Woods was, you know, doing other stuff. Unfortunately yeah, so for Paige, she was not. It's a an odd set of circumstances that fuck Paige over a little bit, to use a different phrase. But similar to how we had said before, if she would have come into the company at a different time frame where she could have shown off her skills a little bit better, that would have helped her out on athleticism and psychology and all that stuff too. So Paige is really a victim of a lot of bad timing and then some bad decisions on her part. Yeah. Um, but crowd reaction, I think that we're going to be a lot more uh, positive on her for that one. That is popularity and credibility. The popularity side of thing is their, you know, social media followers, their merchandise sales from what we can surmise ratings when they're on the screen do they draw are they cheered if they're a baby face are they booed if they're a heel how popular are they i mean it's pretty self-explanatory whereas credibility is the kayfabe side of things do you look at them as somebody who is a legit winner and somebody who gets a lot of you know the build towards a hall of fame worthy career or are they somebody who just gets lost in the shuffle and maybe somebody who is frowned upon, you know, somebody who, instead of being a Hall of Famer, they're a nobody. Barry Horowitz. Yeah, like you got a Barry Horowitz versus a Ric Flair, that kind of a thing. Um, I think I might go a little bit higher than this, but I don't know for sure. But my gut reaction had been to give her a six for popularity and a seven for credibility. I've got her at seven for both. She was very popular. She always got a reaction. 
people were excited to see her back in the division in January. And as far as credibility, I would always see Paige as a credible challenger to the championship if she was still physically able to go currently. And I think, you know, not too high. I wouldn't even take her down to a six. I think she was the like the standard bearer for women's wrestling in WWE at the time. Hmm. Okay, so for popularity, I have her as an eight because I think she was a big merchandise mover. Like I, I could see loads of people wearing the page outfit. She's always been referenced on social media and stuff like that. People always talk about how like much they love her and respect her. She has a That's huge a following. Point. She has a huge following, and her fans are devoutly loyal. I mean. It, at times when like the PR was bad and things on those lines, they were always so ardently behind her. Also, like, we're as a group the strongest Page fans, but I can see far enough on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that that she is a big deal to a lot of people. Like for a lot of people, she like even if we think the character was a little bit wishy-washy and stuff along those lines, a lot of people saw her as this. This is the beacon of hope for women's wrestling. And they gravitated towards her for it. And they've never forgotten that side of things. And I will say, I know at least personally one girl who got back into wrestling because she could watch someone like a page. Well, here's where things can get a little bit dicey. We're not obviously doing them right now, but where would you rank the Bella Twins? They have to be higher than Paige. Popularity, I might might have to give them a 10. I would, was. I don't. I don't know because I would probably go either an eight or a nine, just because it's a different kind of popularity. Just along mm-hmm. the lines of, I, they're still immensely popular, but I think Paige is more. I don't know. Her popularity extends to a mixture of wrestling fans, fans of reality TV shows and stuff like that. Whereas the Bella Twins, while they do have obviously fans in the wrestling community and stuff like that, their their opinion of them is a little bit more lax. Essentially, like they they were. A lot of them, like, say, Wago, for instance, would probably rather pretend they never existed. Whereas you have someone like fans of Total Bellas and Total Divas and stuff like that that may not even watch wrestling, but they they know who the Bellas are because they're super, they're really famous in those shows and they like them on those shows. So it's a, it's a very different, difficult balancing act. I'd still put Paige as an eight just because she crosses both boundaries quite well. And I think... I, I always thought that the reaction she got when she retired, the reaction she got when she come back as general manager, people do really care about her. And whether it was her character was not as strong as possible and the page here stuff and all that other things, people get annoyed by her. But there's something about her. She has, a, it may just be down to her charisma and confidence and stuff like that, but people gravitate towards her. And so that's why I'd always boost her up a little bit more. Like I was, toying between an eight or a nine when i heard you guys go with like six and sevens i was thinking oh maybe the nine is a little bit too much like she's not a nine but i think an eight is more than reasonable for her see i'd go bella twins as being an eight or a nine i can't i don't have anybody right now as a 10 ever in superstar scores for popularity because to I, me i've seen the madness that is their fans i i have to give them a 10 well, to me, a 10 is Hulk Hogan, The Rock, you know, that I'd, I'd probably give John Cena a 10 at this point. The people that are just like so over at everything. And the Bell Twins are up there as far as like their social media presence and being on reality shows and everything like that. So I'd give them an eight or a nine. And the fact that I'm going between those two means me makes me kind of think, well, I can't give Paige an eight. Because if I'm not sure if the Bella Twins are an 8 or a 9, and they're definitely above Paige, there's a chance that maybe I would give them an 8, and that means that Paige could at most be a 7.5. So I am going to bump her up, though. I, you guys swayed me enough that I had had an original 6. I am going to give her a 7, but I'm hesitant to give her an 8. Credibility, though, I, I think that it's hard to give her... Less than a, a 
high score. I mean, you, you can't give her a low score on this because her very first night, she had a championship and won a championship. Like, you immediately start off credible. And yeah. she didn't wrestle a lot, and that hurts her a little bit to me. But when she did wrestle, I mean, she's got three championships to her name for a short amount of time on the roster. Yeah, that's why I decided to give her also an eight for credibility. Just because she's one of only two women in NXT history to have uh, had to surrender the championship as opposed to lose it. So she never actually lost the NXT Women's Championship, which is obviously a big deal to go forward to that. She wins the title on her first night on the main roster. So she's instantly like pushed as like the big deal. And while her feuds before AJ came back were lackluster and like very unmemorable, she still carried the championship for a good few months. Then she lost it to AJ Lee, then won it back. So she was a two-time Divas champion. She was feuding with Charlotte over the Divas championship. She went into a bit of a period where she was just a bit like nowhere. But when she came back with Absolution, you had to think that the long-term goal was to either have a feud for the title or win the championship. So she she was always in the upper echelon. She was never going to be like a, a Dana Brooke or Alicia Fox or something on those lines where you just... Even if there were women better in the ring or had a bit more character development or whatever, she'd had enough goodwill developed that she was always going to be in and around that area. So that's why Sticker is an eight, because she was always going to be like in and around the main event of SmackDown, SmackDown or Raw's women's divisions. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I think I might go up to an eight. Yeah, I'm yeah. so convi- I'm so convincing. Cal persuade me. I'll give him an eight. I'll give her an eight for credibility as well. And yes, yeah, like sticking up for my fellow countrywoman. <laughs> so that um, my total ends up being a sixty-two out of a hundred, which isn't fantastic, but I mean that's hard to judge based off of some of the other people. I've actually been going through a little bit during this and looking at some other scores and kind of adjusting a little bit of things here. And like, I just ended up bumping Chris Jericho an extra point on credibility during this conversation. I had had him at a seven and I was like, why do I have him at a seven? That's wrong. Um, but like, yeah, I, I think that uh, a 62 out of a hundred, it's not, it's a positive score. You know what I mean? She was not the type of person that had some extremely long career and she wasn't like, a Brock Lesnar where it's just kind of like, oh my God, like all these things that they are th- shoving in your face about her and stuff like that. But that backstage uh, public relations section really kills her. You know, you, you don't have to do too much to be a, a positive score on PR. <laughs> you just have to not do too much. That's the thing. And hmm. she gets docked a lot of points for me on that. But she gets a positive one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of ten categories, and she gets a five on the character one. So, I mean, she's still a thumbs up. What do you guys have for your total scores? Uh, if my math is correct, I have her as a... Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's typical with pages one. I have her as a 69. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought 69 was, is good. I think... I know we judge it as like the most men and the women, but there are a lot of male wrestlers that don't live up to Paige's standards in terms of just her popularity and the impact that she will leave on the business. I think she's someone that could get lost over time, but for right now, and at least for a good period going forward, I think she's in the upper tier of things. So I think 69, just shy of the 70 mark, a, a solid B, B plus, I think Paige's is, is in that tier. Would you say that you would say she's a Daniel Bryan B plus player then? She's not Daniel Bryan, no. But <laughs> she's she's definitely she's being a star. She's a B star. <laughs> um, I'm just doing the math here real quick. Do 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 do, do. calculator time. <laughs> Actually I kinda like that theme. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'll I'll bring you back next time. I have her at a 66. So pretty much smack in the middle. 62, 66, 69. 
Yeah, which if you average out is a 66.66, I think. <laughs> She's the That's devil. a little fitting. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like that. It might be 65.66. I might be miscounting, but yeah, it's around about that. Do you think if they chose to throw her in the Hall of Fame next year, is it fair? Uh, next year, I think it's a little bit too uh, too soon. I think yeah. they're running out of women, however. I still think that Sable needs to go in and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm, gotta... surprised. I'm surprised Sable hasn't, but when you start to think, like, all right, your women choices are are starting to become slim without it looking like, okay, now you're just reaching to get a woman in there. I think Paige has had a stellar career, and by WWE Hall of Fame standards, she could definitely go in. Yeah, I think she'll be in eventually, just maybe not next year. I mean, you've still got to put uh, Stephanie in at some point, but, you know. Well, she <laughs> invented wife. women's wrestling. She's going to be the headliner when she goes in. Yeah. Hmm. It's good scores. Good scores all around, I think, for Paige. Good I think Paige gets, yeah. Paige gets a round of applause for that. Golf clap for Paige. And for reference, like, uh, the only other woman that we had done before in the past was AJ Lee. And... I'm looking at her scores, and I don't know if I would really adjust any of them in retrospect, but she got a higher score in every single category, I think. And um, the reason why is because of some of the positives that were going on around that time. Actually, she didn't get a higher score in every category. Now that I'm looking at it. But, like, I had given Paige a 7 for athleticism and AJ Lee an 8. Well, AJ Lee was more flexible and stuff, and she did some different kind of moves around that time so did you watch Paige's videos just I think that a lot of positives when it comes to AJ Lee were the fact that she just didn't get as much into trouble and she had the ability to play up more characters because that helped her with having a higher score on charisma for me she had a much higher score on character because she played the crazy character and that got her Higher she was up the only to... woman with a character at the time. Yeah, so she at the time I gave her a nine on character. I think that that's a little too high, but I probably would give her an eight now, and it's still a much higher score than a five that I gave Paige. I gave her the same for physique. I gave her the same for entrance. I gave her one point less for backstage. I don't know why. Uh, because the backstage professionalism uh, thing. I, I don't remember the issue with that. Was there an issue with AJ Lee? I think it's. Well, it's more probably due to the fact that while Paige has always been able to balance between the more diva-ish wrestlers and the real wrestlers, AJ Lee was always quite virulent against certain, not like so openly against these people, but more along the lines of she knew who she liked and she would push for those people and then she would try and distance herself from like the Bella Twins groups and things like that. Oh, and that's right. Wrong? Didn't she? Didn't she have some kind of a tweet against like Stephanie, where she was like still yeah. employed and she was doing well, that? It might have been around that time. Well, that yeah. would. I think that would more fit into the PR thing, really. Into like, I know that would fit slightly into backstage, but it kind of goes more on the lines of, oh, do you really want this person like support, like being the face of your company when she's openly saying that the company is like has an issue with it? Hmm. So I mean. AJ Lee got a higher score than Paige did, but I think that I AJ think Lee well has a little bit of a better track record when it comes to some of that stuff. And again, the and major reason character. why Paige didn't get a better score for all of us was the backstage type stuff, you know, the PR and everything like that. Like that uh, behavior attitude section really hinders her. That in character, it seems like we're in a consensus that. It's almost like kind of contradictory, isn't it? It's like she doesn't have enough character on screen, but she has more than character than she should. <laughs> Way too much character off screen. Isn't that strange? It's weird. You give her a couple more points on those, and suddenly she's in the 70s range. Especially when it comes to Callum, since he had her at the highest score. Mm-hmm. But I, I still probably... think 60s is, is a good score for her. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't do the AJ Lee one, but if I was to go back, I'd probably put them on pretty similar keel, to be honest. I don't really see AJ Lee as any any significantly greater than Paige. Yeah, if we end up doing the AJ Lee in the retrospective, uh, there's going to be... We're going to differ on that, because I, I think AJ Lee is quite underappreciated. Oh, that's well, weird, that is I think she's overrated. That... I'm, I'm a fan. 
that's something that we are kind of somewhat at least to a certain extent planning uh for those that are interested we do want to do some kind of a retrospective recalibration down the line uh, we might do it uh, you know maybe the next one maybe we wait until 25 though it, it, it'll depend on what we do but we will go back at some point and we'll relook at the way that we took like santina morella and cody rhodes and daniel bryan especially daniel bryan and just kind of figure out where they stand now that some different things have happened and stuff and who knows maybe Shawn michaels isn't the highest rated anymore on my list Probably will be, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Triple H and Chris Jericho are the next highest up for me, and maybe they wa- they close the gap a little bit more. Maybe you know uh, somebody like a Brock Lesnar. Maybe I dock him some points for some of his backstage stuff or something like that. Maybe I give more points to Rob Van Dam because I was a little harsh on him. We'll see. I don't think that Steve Blackman's getting a higher score. I don't think that Buff Bagwell is going to be really getting out of that lower range, but we'll, you know, we'll get around to it when we get around to it. But Buff what Bagwell do you think... should be the lowest ranked person. On... He currently is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he has to be. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about this? What do you think your scores are? Make sure you leave your comments below and tell us what you uh, have for that. And um, your thoughts on the fact that Superstar Scores is back. You know, something interesting. Um, That is our main event for this week, but we might actually record another one. I'm not 100% sure. So the next thing that you guys are going to be hearing from us is either going to be the hot tags or potentially maybe a commentary track. We'll see. Whatever the case may be, the way that you can be aware of the next things that get posted on here is to always subscribe on the YouTube channel, ring the bell for notifications, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment, and always check out SmartOutMoment.com too because every single thing that is smart out related gets posted on that site. Uh, and if you want to follow my other stuff, fanboysanonymous.com is where you'll find the movie review and superhero type stuff on that. You can follow me at Tony Mango on Twitter. Spelled out the way that it is in the comment and not in the comments in the description. You can follow these guys on Twitter and elsewhere as well. Robert. I'm at dude Felice on Twitter and Instagram and Stay tuned for this week's triple threat on smartoutmoment.com and stay tuned to wrestlezone.com as well. Tony writes for them and I'm going to start doing some work for them as well. So that's pretty cool. Callum? Well, if you want to visit my house, then you can go to Twitter at Wigmeister14. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the page uh, like uh, impression. I thought you were going to start saying your address. <laughs> go to 1019. You can go there as well. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a parts unknown that's my that's my real address well uh since you are the one here with the british accent give us a this is my house a real from the heart oh you're putting me on the spot now uh <laughs> now call the spots next week <laughs> this is my house so she's losing points now <laughs> <laughs> damn it I, I did so much for her and then to take it all that just for that she gets a two for athleticism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this edition. We will see you when we see you. This has been another smart out moment, and we are being counted out. <laughs>